Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I am your hostess Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 7 and we are covering the Hellfire Club. I'm super excited this one got me. Yeah. This was actually a recommendation from a friend called Kelly. Uh, I am wondering whether or not she actually likes me anymore because this one scared the holy big Jesus out of me. It was really, really, it was really good to, to cover it. I thought I knew quite a bit about this. It turns out I knew nothing. I know a lot now. Mm, I was blissfully unaware of any of these stories. There was years when I was in scouts and stuff that would have been once a month maybe I would have been up on either the Hellfire Club or the other area Lord Massey's yeah mm-hmm. which probably has loads of stories as well but yeah crack on oh no we can't cover Massey's too we go there and we do photography that is my happy place if I find out that the place is haunted we'll never go there again if anyone knows any scary stories y'all can keep them to yourself okay we crack on yes perfect I'll put all of the sources into the description of the episode Montpellier, or Mount Pillier Hill, is home to the infamous Hellfire Club. The former hunting lodge was constructed by the Irish Speaker of the Commons, William Connolly, in 1725. He bought the hill and the surrounding Ratfarnham estate from Philip, the Duke of Wharton. The Duke, the founder of the original UK Hellfire Club in 1718, starts the club as a way to mock the church. It is said that he appointed the devil as the president. However, it seems to be more tale than truth to insinuate that the club members were Satanists. The decayed appearance today doesn't help paint the picture, but it was once a beautiful lodge. It was extensive with comfortable reception rooms and bedrooms. There were servants' quarters and stables for horses. Over the years, there have been many tales of deals with the devil, human sacrifice and black magic but the home was doomed from the day they broke ground, long before any of the dark deeds took place. The lodge was built on sacred Irish land. It was the site of an ancient Irish passage tomb, a prehistoric cairn. William Connolly didn't just build on ancient land, he destroyed the structure and used the stone to build his lodge. Clearly the man either didn't know what he had done or didn't care about the preservation of something so sacred. Maybe it was just the ignorance of the time. The national route from Limerick to Galway was delayed and rerouted, eventually opening nearly 10 years after it was supposed to. As the story goes, a local folklorist fought for an alternative route to be taken, as he believed the land had a fairy tree, where the fairy folk from Connacht would meet the fairy folk from Munster. Now that might not be the reason, but the road was rerouted. I guess we know better now than to anger spirit folk. Connolly continued his assault on the site, going so far as to uproot an ancient standing stone and use it as a lintel above his fireplace. Shortly after construction, during a particularly violent storm, the roof was blown off the lodge. Could this have been a response from the ancestors for disturbing the resting place of the ancient spirits? If so, Connolly was either oblivious or in denial, as he just replaced the roof with a barrel vaulted ceiling. The Connolly Lodge was one of several meeting places for club members. Others included the Eagle Tavern on Cork Hill, but the lodge, surrounded by its forest and overlooking nearly all of Dublin, maybe gave the perfect mix of dominion and secrecy they desired. Members of the Hellfire Club were born from an upper class, exhilarated by the Enlightenment philosophy. Their days were spent testing the boundaries of society and good taste turning their backs on everything they had been taught about morals and essentially seeing what they could get away with. Being from wealthy backgrounds, that was a lot. The Irish chapter of the Hellfire Club was founded in 1737 by James Worlsdale and Richard Parsons. Separating fact and fiction was tough on this episode, but one thing we do know about the club 
is that excessive drinking was mandatory. Several accounts maintain that its members enjoyed scalteen, a blend of hot whiskey and butter. Their sessions often ended in violence and sexual assault, and with one occasion, murder, at the hands of Henry Barry, Lord of Century. He was a renowned drunk and an angry one at that. Some accounts suggest that he set fire to his chairman's sheets as he lay sick in bed but managed to escape prosecution somehow. Parson, one of the founders, had a reputation as a man who dabbled deeply in the art of black magic and the occult practices. He was also a womanizer, drinker and a gambler and reveled in shocking those around him. He is said to have greeted his neighbour, the clergyman Dr Madden, butt naked. When his life of living young, free and crazy finally caught up with him, Madden pleaded with Parton to repent his sins in a letter simply addressed to my lord. He did, but reportedly had the letter forwarded to the Earl of Kildare as a deathbed prank. In one Hellfire story, it is said that one of the club's most notorious members, Simon Lutterell, the Sheriff of Dublin City, promised his soul to the devil in seven years in exchange for clearing his debts. When the time came to pay the bill, Lutterell managed to distract and avoid the devil and somehow outlived all the other club members. One very well-known story involves a poker game with an unfortunate player who dropped a card. When he bent down to retrieve it, he noticed that one of his fellow players had cloven hooves instead of feet. He composed himself, but after a few hands he had revealed what he'd seen. The hoofed player disappeared into a ball of fire and the man who'd seen his true form promptly died. This story might sound familiar to some as it bears some striking similarities to the legend of Loftus Hall, Ireland's most haunted house. Maybe it's a coincidence, but the Loftus family also owned a hunting lodge close by on the hill. A letter which is believed to have been from a club member references the sacrifice of maidens, but this has been argued as being an allusion to taking their virginity as opposed to their lives. Another story is that of a young local boy who visited the Hellfire Club and bore witness to some of the rituals that took place. He was that traumatised by what he saw, he never spoke again. It doesn't surprise me when some of the accounts hold that the club's rituals included dousing a cat in scalteen and setting it on fire. Possibly the most famous tale of Dublin's Hellfire Club is the haunting of a massive black cat. The legend says that a visitor to the area went to view the club and was found dead the following morning. His remains were discovered by a priest and the local farmer the visitor had been staying with. When they entered the club, they discovered the hall with the dining table set for a banquet and a massive black cat prowling through the building. The priest performed an exorcism, which ripped the cat apart, forcing the demon possessing the creature to break free from the cat, ridding the Hellfire Club of its presence. Upon leaving the lodge, the priest discovered the farmer who was with him lying on the ground with his face ripped apart, with deep claw marks. So many of the Hellfire Club's activities have become so rooted in folklore that it's impossible to know what's real and what's been woven into history. The secretive nature of their members gave rise to a ton of rumours. But were any of them true? What do you think of that? That was good. That frightened the holy Jesus out of yeah. me. Uh, the recommendation was sent to me on Wednesday, okay? And normally what I do, Monday to Friday, the boys sleep for two hours. That's when I get all of my research done. It's the only way I can kind of juggle what I do. And one of the boys decided to sleep for the whole duration of a fart. He literally slept for 20 minutes. So I decided, do you know what? I'm just going to do the work on Wednesday evening. I was so excited. And I was really, really happy that this one was sent to me as a recommendation. I sat down at 20 past eight. The boys were already in bed. Everything was done. I didn't have to do anything. So I literally did not look up from my screen 
<laughs> until you came into me at 10 to 10 because I said to you, don't let me go past half nine. And one minute it's nice and bright and I'm looking at my screen and the next minute I look up and I can't see you because you know the way when you've looked at your screen for so long and your eyes don't adjust? Yeah. It's pitch black in the sitting room. You're poking your head in the door going, you coming to bed? And I was petrified. There's so much in this that I didn't know. Like everybody knows the poker story. Yeah. I'm going to put up the links that I used for sources because they were the only ones that didn't really seem like they were quabbling over what type of game they were playing. I was like, it doesn't matter if it's a game of Switch. This is not Christmas Eve in your mum and dad's house where nobody knows what board game they want to play. The man had cloven feet. Can we focus here, people? It doesn't matter. I knew about that. I didn't know about the black cat. I didn't know about uh, Scaltine. I think I, I could have pronounced that wrong. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, why would you mix butter? With, whiskey and butter? That's like, why, I've, I've why would of, you do that I've to whiskey? Asked, lately, I've been hearing of fat washing whiskey. So you mix the whiskey and is it fat? Uh, with it and then you strain it back out again. And it's meant to give it a, a nice, like, no, whiskey's whiskey. Drink the, yeah. drink the whiskey with it straight or with a cube voice. Yeah. When they start talking about, you know, the fact that they're upper class people and they have a lot of money, I'm like, oh, these guys are probably rolling in like the really good whiskey and then they're putting butter into it. That alone, that's dark magic as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually liked the fact that I knew some of the stories. I was waiting for the clo- clover hoof story. Uh, uh, there yeah. was another source that said that it was cow's feet. I just went with the cloven hoof story because that's the one I knew and mm. it came up more often. And the way that a lot of people would describe the devil is cloven hooves yeah. and yeah. the head of a goat. Yeah. Because you remember the new version of Sabrina? The devil yeah. was supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. It's the second season or something. I don't know. We haven't I watched it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, that's another. But yeah, no, I, I do appreciate that Kelly sent that to me, but I was starting to wonder whether or not she liked me as a person because I was just like, why would you send me this? This is terrifying. But it was really, really interesting to read. I didn't know about the prehistoric current didn't know mm. it's one thing to build on sacred land i have to i have to think that this man didn't know what he was doing I, I don't understand why somebody would bring that kind of bad luck on themselves as to purposefully destroy an ancient building to build a lodge some people just aren't kill, you know that's why i mentioned the motorway because i thought that was actually i i didn't know that that was an actual story yeah so it's I couldn't remember where I'd heard it. So I Googled it and I fell down this rabbit hole. The main road from Limerick to Galway, Galway to Limerick was diverted. And now the, the tree is still there. And he fought tooth and nail. He was like, you don't understand. This tree is part of our history. He's putting himself out there as, oh God, he's just the crazy folklorist. But he was so passionate about it. There's probably another reason. It might just be coincidence that the road was rediverted. Yeah. Does he have a wife that's gone missing? Is oh my God, I never afraid? even thought of that. <gasps> yeah. It does. It is a pretty scary building when you're up there, though. I would it never has. stay. I've never like I've been up there hundreds of times. Mm. I've never thought about staying up there. To be honest, overnight. Overnight, yeah. There was a rave. Like, I one saw... of the reasons why I, went. <laughs> I wake I saw... up in the mor- middle of the morning or in the middle of the night with like all these glow stick guys dancing around. Yeah, me. I think it was in the nineties, ninety one, ninety two. There's a couple of YouTube videos of like you no know, Stephen. They had a DJ and everything. All the lights, drink, the whole thing was flowing. And I was just like, I don't think I could tempt fate like that. As far as I can remember, the reason that the lodge went up in flames was completely by accident. I don't think anyone came in and just burnt it down. Like outsiders came in and burnt it down as a way to try and stop them from doing the things that they were doing. I think there, I've read one story where one gentleman, let's call him, lit another gentleman on fire because of, again, I want to say it was a game of cards. And then the whole place just lit up. They, you said the roof was blown off at one stage. Hmm. That, that's obviously been rebuilt since because yeah. there's a stone roof on it now. 
it's a barrel. I didn't understand what it was, so I looked it up. It's literally a barrel roof. And because all can, I could think of You can of climb was... up on it if you're nimble enough. Mm. And if you're slender enough, you can... I remember doing this or trying to do take... Watching other slender kids do this, not me, but they climb up the chimney. Yeah, because uh, you can put your feet yeah, on you... one side, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you, of the two times that I think I've been there, I don't think I even went upstairs. That place gives me the heebie-jeebies. So I never saw the upstairs, but I've seen pictures of the upstairs. I haven't been able to find, and I would love to find, drawings of what the lodge originally looked like. That'd be class, yeah. Yeah, because when they mentioned that there were servants' rooms and that there were stables, I imagine the building itself was originally a lot bigger, and what's left is just where the main rooms are. Mm. I'd love to see some original photos. I would love to see what it looked like because when I was reading the description and I said it myself, as it is at the moment, it's very hard to paint the picture of a beautiful lodge because the whole place is scorched to bits and like it's it's open so it's there's puddles and stuff. Because mm, yeah, exactly. that great yeah. view of Dublin. No, was... It's fabulous, fabulous. The you first time I went, I didn't go inside. The second time I went, I didn't go upstairs. But the first time I went, all I kept thinking was it was a really clear day. So I was just like, why would I want to go inside? I'm just gonna look at Dublin. It's so beautiful. And everyone's like, are you afraid? And I was like, no. yeah, yeah. I was just not for me. It's just not for me. I'm happy to move on from this story. <laughs> yes, okay, we're going to leave it there. So I will pop all of the sources that I used for this episode in the description. Check out our Instagram page, What's the Story Ghost? And if you have any personal stories that you would like to send us or recommendations, by all means, pop us an email there to what's the story ghost at gmail.com. Uh, or if you want to send recommendations through Instagram. So you can DM us any recommendations. But if it is a long story, do send it to us by email. It's just easier for me to kind of keep on top of them. And um, we'll leave it there. Cool. Exit yeah. jingle. So. Do, 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 do. No, Ooh. I can't do it. I can't, I can't. You say that every time. I know, but every time I do a dance and people can't see the dance. And I don't think it's... Like, you need to be able to see the for dance. For the tape. And <laughs> Bye. Bye.